This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here comes Leckin and Helm, O'Connor, McCarr, and Devontae's. And why not? Those three forwards have been as reliable as you can ask for. And, of course, goes without saying when it comes to Devon Taves and Kale McCarr. Helm back from the car. Let's it go. Tipped on. Rebound. Score! It's Arturi Lekkanen! A decision has been made. It counts! It's a good goal! And the Avalanche have won the West! And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is... This is Reed Saunders, professional Colorado sports announcer. 1-0 to Ryan, drives it to right, going back, Puig, and it's gone! You're tuning in to the Mile High Pundit Podcast. It's too good to be true, but believe it! Oh, hell, kill! Follow us on Twitter, at Mile High Pundit Podcast. Loose ball in the front court, Grant dumped it home! And the Denver Nuggets lead it by 20 points in the now, here's your hosts, Joel James and Jared Shuck. I don't even know how to feel. Um, <laughs> I really don't. I'm still speechless at this point. It's been a crazy, <laughs> crazy last couple of minutes. Um, Jared, bro. Uh, dude. Just... Cheers, uh, uh, sweeps, break out the brooms. What's up, my guy? I I don't I don't know. I I, I don't know what to say. I'm still uh, amazed. I mean, after getting pummeled eleven nothing in a men's league game, and I ha- I had the game on on the bench. I took my phone with me. I was like, I'm not missing any of this unless I'm on the ice. Like, there's just there's no way. And when I got off, they're down three one and two. I'm like, okay, whatever. We've we've had better comebacks. Who cares? And then uh, Taser scores, and then, I don't remember, I think it was uh, fucking Hyman scored to make it 4-2, and I was like, mm. and, that, and that's why I sent out the fucking tweet game five, which reminds me to go and uh, quote tweet that and send that to freezing cold takes, because that was yeah. the fucking worst take I think I've ever had. Uh, Man, Hyman, Hyman was kind of a little pest tonight. Um, I, I still haven't seen much of the game. I, I still need to go back and watch most of this fucking game. I, yeah. I miss so much of it. I got in the car, though, and I'm, I'm in the car, and we're down 4-2, and I'm going, okay. If you get one here, great. 
may, maybe we have a chance. And Landy gets that one, and obviously you can argue all this other shit. And you, hold on, before I even fucking go into this shit, they are now eight no when they put forty or more shots on the goal. Forty one tonight. Forty first is the game winner. They are seven and zero on the road. That's fucking insane. That's crazy. I mean, you put it out in a retweet a couple minutes ago. Jake Shapiro. And by the way, bro, congrats on the 104.3 gig. Been rooting for you. It's a big time gig. And uh, we're happy for you here. The Rockies have the same amount of road wins as the Avalanche, and they've played almost triple the games. It's just that that's mind numbing. The the last time Colorado was in the Stanley Cup final, we were what seven years old. I was eight, seven or eight. eight yeah, yeah. I, I mean, th- this is this is one of those where I, I I don't know how the fuck people sleep tonight. I, I really I I really to. don't. Like I'm still I'm I'm still trying to process. The, this in just just the last little bit so i literally pulled my car over in front of my apartment because we have a parking structure and i was cell signal the second i go in there i stopped yeah. outside of it for the last four minutes i was like i i, I can't go inside if, if i go in, if i go in the parking structure and someone fucking scores i'm i'm gonna be so pissed at myself it's not even funny and so on the other end of this on the other end of this jared hops on the twitter space the locked on apps twitter space the second he hops on to let us know, guys, guys, like I'm parked in my car, like what, what, what's going on? Like what the hell? We score. And I mean, Jared, you can take it from there if you, if you want to continue your story. <laughs> like, dude, but. So, so, okay. So it's, it's in the overtime intermission and I just jump on the space. And I'm going, what, what the fuck just happened? We're down four, two, we're up five, four. And then Zach Cassian of all people score. and. I'm just like, okay, uh, I'm not getting back in my car. Thank you, Bailey. I'm not going to go do that. Um, or it was either Bailey or Beth. I don't know who it was, but one of you two. I'm, yeah, I'm just telling no, I wasn't sitting in my car. I'm like, nope, I need to go, I need to go inside, and I need to get in my, in my spot where I have to sit for every game. Sadie's laying in my spot, and she looks at me and goes, you're not moving me. I said, bullshit, I'm moving you. And I, I don't care if it's superstition at this point. You've worn the fucking reverse retro for 11 straight wins. 11 and 0 with the Mac reverse retro. I just... I've worn the all hail kale shirt for the last... Honey, how many games? Any idea? Okay, so she basically just said she has no idea. She doesn't think I own any other piece of clothing when the abs are playing. And I just want to say thank you to Sierra for letting Jared do this. Yes. Thank you. Um, thank it you, is honey. it is it is late down south. Um, so thank you, Sierra. It's eleven oh eight. It's ten oh eight here, but. And, and she's in. She's like, like, okay, go do it. It's okay. I was like, thank you. Bless. Thank you. Thank you. Um, really quickly, did you see the fucking scenes at Ball Arena? No, that, that watch party was sold the fuck out. Bottom I'm bowl, still- club level sold out did you find a video because i'm I still did. trying to find I like found a video one. Feed of that. i found three oh. of them 
Perfect. They've all Perfect. been retweeted on the page. You have to go watch them. I just listened Perfect. to Connor's Perfect. call before we started recording, too. I mean, it, it's an absolute... It just looks like a madhouse. They're going to have to open the third deck for, for the Stanley Cup final watch party. They absolutely have to. And, yeah. I mean, it's just... You, you said it perfectly. You don't know exactly how to feel at this point. You don't. Like, this is, this is something that... We were kids last time this happened. Now we're somewhat adults. I don't know if you can go that far, but we're, we're at least old enough to understand what is going on at this point. Like, I can tell you exactly where I was when Joe Sackick scored his penalty shot goal in game one against St. Louis in the West yeah. Final in 01. I can tell you where I was when Ray Bork raised the Stanley Cup in 01. Like, my, my earliest hockey memories right there. And... I mean, Tyson and I still still talk about Gary Thorne's call on uh, Sackick's power play goal to make it three nothing in the in Game Seven. I I mean, these are just like the it, it, it's like the, the that movie Inside Out, that the great Pixar movie Inside Out. Yeah, these are core memories, and for us to have gone through the the wah phase and the the fucking Joe Sacco phase. Oh my god. Um, into the the forty eight point year where we weren't tanking, we just were fucking awful. Yeah, and in somehow five, set a record in for- five years, well six years, I guess it's six years. In six years, we've gone from last in the fucking league to playing in the Stanley Cup final. That is un that is, that's fucking absurd. That's what it, it's absurd. Yes. And I can't drink this truly fast enough. <laughs> I just, I, so the game itself, it was, it was Edmonton's best shot. Like that game was electric from start to finish, Jared. Um, really a, quick. Let me interrupt you. Yeah, um, Friday yeah, no of our high school reunion, there's a game that night. So like, I'm sure you, me, Davis, like a bunch of the boys will probably just sit around the TV and just watch that fucking game. Probably. <laughs> like, because that's either going to be what? One, two, three. That's either going to be game four or game five. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, because like they haven't announced if it's going to be the 16th or the 18th yet. And I'm kind of hoping this Ranger series gets dragged out to at least six and it tells me it's the 18th. And I mean, I don't have to miss any work at that point. That'd be cool. Well, for sure. And, you know, it gives time for for us to kind of heal up a little bit. Um, rust is not an issue with this team. Uh, you could tell from from the picture they took with the Western Conference Finals trophy. No one was smiling. Everyone knew there was a bigger goal in mind. And uh, that's the energy you want, man. Um, I was ecstatic. Uh, <laughs> I... Yeah, for for and I don't know. They just looked poised in that in that photo. To be honest, going back and looking at it, um, everyone's basically stone faced. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it uh, man, it feels just incredible to be back. You know, Lord Stanley's Cup. I mean, it's it's surreal. Uh, it it really is. Um, but let's well, really quick. Let's talk about the fucking balls of this team, too. Yes, you lose your two center, who's your best faceoff guy by a fucking mile, in Nazem Kadri for the series. And I I didn't want to say this. I, I the one game personally, I don't think it was enough. It should have been at least two minimum. 
you're taught from a very young age you you don't do that like i i mean not to get personal i had a fucking scary situation in our sophomore year it, it was <clears throat> scary um and i you, you're just taught not to do that i would like to have seen two games it doesn't matter kane's season is over I didn't want to yeah. say, well, you know what, this will probably, this will probably end his season anyway, so he's going to be out for the series anyways. Well, who gives a shit? So let me tell you, Jared, in, in, in one of my mentions tonight, I had an Oilers fan coming at me saying, well, Landy shouldn't have done that to Cassian tonight. And if you would have seen the, the play that he was referring to, two completely different hits when you look at it side by side with, with Kane's. Um, Kane's, like you said, was an illegal cross-check to the numbers close to the boards. Like you said, you're taught to do what Gabe Landeskog did tonight to Cassian and wrap up a little bit. Um, that's textbook. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure why Cassian had the uh, frustrations to to jump on our captain after that and and try to pummel him there for a little bit. I think it was a relatively, you know, it was a hockey play, but... Uh, this one you could tell, man. Edmonton was—they were skating for their for their lives out there. Uh, you could tell it was desperation mode. Um, game just had a little bit more of like a spark to it from the get go, and uh, to be honest, through the second there, man, Oilers threw us off our game for a little bit. They were getting under our skin. Lots of uh, lots of chippy stuff. The Cassian play I was referring to. Uh, you had Cassian again getting under Josh Manson's skin. And mind you, what you were saying before before I launched into all this, just the resiliency, the tenacity of this team, um, I don't remember what word you exactly said to describe, but it's right on the head, man. The fucking balls. Balls. The stones of the Colorado Avalanche. Like, like Jared said... You're down Nazem Kadri, one of your best power play guys, face-off guys, hustle guys, you name it. You've got Miko playing at center, which this team has done before um, because this team has gone through said adversity before. Um, which is why I felt, you know, kind of calm in that aspect, but it's still a high-stakes game. You know, you had Abe Kubel injured. Burakovsky, I'm sure, is not quite 100% still. Manson's probably banged up a little bit. Like, you know, just to to win on the road and sweep in the game's second biggest stage. And you're down Gerard too, man. Bo Byram stepped up. Was he, he played a team high in minutes at the end of regulation. Like a few mental errors here and there, but when, when it came down to it, he, he played okay in that stead. Um, and I don't know, it was just... It was great to see the team get back at it in the third. You, you saw the third period interview with Moose saying, hey, that second period wasn't our game. We're going to get back to it real quick. And they scored right off the bat in the third. Um, I had to hop on our Twitter account and tweet it out because you were still uh, at your men's league game. Um, but, man. Getting like, our fucking wheels beat off, dude. Holy shit. 
<laughs> but it was just incredible. Like the resiliency, the resiliency to see him. Like I, I'm, I'm still at a loss for words. My voice is hoarse because I was screaming. May have woken up some neighbors. There was a, a neighbor taking her dog on on a walk. It's a little chocolate lab named Bo Bo Peep. Cutest thing ever. It's like two months old. And I'm like, I'm sorry for the screaming. Like I didn't mean to wake you guys. Like, are you guys hockey fans? She looked at me like I was from another planet. And uh, I was like, okay. And I just <laughs> It's like go abs, like Stanley Cup. <laughs> Denver, like going back inside. <laughs> Getting my bourbon on. <laughs> Are you actually drinking right now? A little bit. I was. I finished it. Oh, I finished the last Jesus, of it, unfortunately. Come on. I downed it, man. I was I was freaking out. I don't think you can see in the back, but I got like two decanters back there. I need to refill them both, but usually they have shit in them. Very nice. I, I was coming off on like this the spare end of my of my reserves. Oh. And uh, you know, I forgot to pick up pre-celebratory drinks tonight, so that's on me, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. <laughs> so here, here's something else I want to bring up. Uh, we put out there before the game, we had three keys to tonight's game, right? <laughs> Key number one, weather the early storm. Check, did that, 100%. Great job. Key number two, don't get goaded into stupid penalties. You, okay, you didn't get goaded in, but you took some really bad fucking penalties. Were there some that were absolutely suspect of the officiating? Of course, but that's how it's always going to be. Um, yeah. Landis got getting ridden into the turnbuckle by Cassian. They're never going to call that. No, not a chance in the world. Um, I, I, I think Miko is actually pretty lucky to get that holding call there. Um, that leads to Miko's power play goal to make it 5-4. If anything, I thought Miko initiated the contact. So, I, I mean, a little bit, a little bit lucky there. Um, overall... I mean, yeah, after Woodcroft, I think I got his name right this time. Uh, you did. Hey, hell yeah. Um, I, I think after Woodcroft bitched and moaned for a couple of games with the officiating, I mean, in all reality, five, take out the stupid penalties, it's 7-7, seven, seven, five-on-five penalties. Plain as that. Um, that thread is magic, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's great. That was it's fucking fantastic. perfect. I, I forget the guy who did it, but that was an excellent job, whoever put that together. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the third key was get the lead and bury him after. I, you, here's the thing. They never had the lead, really. They had the lead for all of, what, a few minutes until, they, until they, Cassian scored? They, they, yeah, they took the lead 5-4, and that was their, their first lead, essentially. And it's very simple. Get the lead, bury him after, defensively, on the scoreboard, whatever it takes, and get to the 12th win. Guess what? Yeah. Whatever it takes, get to the 12th win is the thing that checked that one off the list. End of this story. Team, this team found a way tonight. Down 4-2 at the end of two in a hostile environment. Dreisaitl and McDavid are actually doing something for once. Like, actually looking relatively threatening. Um, you had Hyman going off for some reason. <laughs> like, he, he, he's played well for them, though. I can't really knock him. I think he's been one of their main guys, like, as far as, like, a points-per-game playoffs type. Like, he's had, he's had some goals for them. 
Um, but like when it came down to it, just in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, like Avs, Oilers, Oilers are still a step away. Still a piece or two away, man. I mean, they probably played the most electric game against us this playoffs. I will say that. Like, hats off to them. That was an incredible game to watch. Like, just emotionally, it took me through it. Stomach is still absolutely destroyed. <laughs> like, just in knots. Um, but, like, in all the right ways. Um, when it came to OT, I was like, we're winning this. There was still people, there's a few people talking, like, maybe game five. Win it in Denver, tight beat. I was like, no, they're getting this done. Like, they just clawed back from a 4-2 deficit. They're getting this done tonight. They don't want Kane to come back. Game five, potentially injure another one of, like, I don't know. Call it what it is. Like, that's what he was trying to do from game two on, man. The second he realized he was being outplayed. Like, and Jared is cracking up. So I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter while you're talking. Yeah, yeah. At DNVR Sports Bar. They're playing fucking La Bamba. As loud as they can. <laughs> the amount of troll is just phenomenal. And we took, I took that out. Remember, I took that out after our last episode. I, I said it and didn't do anything with it. Yeah. After, after our last episode, I, I closed it and I edited it out because I was like, no, don't jinx it. I had said something along the lines of like, play La Bamba or some, something fucking stupid. Play Gloria, I think is what it was. Oh, it was Gloria, that's right. It was after the St. Louis series. Um, after the first two, the same, the what was it, game four, of the St. Louis series, and I, I said that, yeah, and I was yeah, like, God, yeah. no, don't do that. It's fucking bad juju, man. So much of me wants to put fucking La Bamba at the close tonight, and I won't do it. I won't. And you, you're, I mean, you're right, man. I mean, this is, this is really one of the. I, I don't, I don't really. I don't even know like how to put this into words. This might be one of the premier abs teams that we have ever seen. Um, I I will go toe to toe with anybody saying that this team might be better than the O one team. Uh, just I, I mean yes, you don't have like the fucking Hall of Fame talent of Rob Blake, Adam Foot, Ray Bork, Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Milan Heydu, Chris Drury. I mean. List goes fucking on and on and on with that group, right? Patrick Waugh. Sorry, how'd I forget him? Um, yeah. But they did that in a non-salary cap era. That's the key to me. It was done in a non-salary cap era. They, if, if they equated it to money today, it's probably right around what the salary cap is. But what yeah. those players were getting at the time was not market value, really. And what you're going to see, especially with a lot of the guys who have to resign, like Kadri, uh, Nachushkin, Arturi Lekinen, who's restricted free agent, by the way. What a fucking pickup that was. Um, you're you're going to see a lot of those guys maybe take less just to stay with this club because they see how good this team is. And yeah. I, I, I really, I, I feel bad for guys like... Um, Kiefer Shearwood and like an entre- like I don't know for Shearwood probably Shearwood's gonna make the club next year, but a, a guy like a uh, like, like a Nico Sturm who may not have a spot on this team next year because Kiefer Shearwood can come in and play those fourth line minutes and still be a productive scorer. 
Um, yeah. I mean, he's he led the Eagles in goals and assists. So I I don't I don't know. Uh, let's let's talk about that uh the the opening tally from from a car really quick too. Yeah. Um. I, what what did you see? Because I want to see kind of like so your perspective is obviously a lot different, right? Because you. I look at it from a very, bless you, um, a, a very uh, player-based standpoint because obviously playing the game and everything else, you see it through the eyes of, okay, what am I looking at? Because you, were, for those of you who don't know, Joel was primarily a midfielder in high school when he played soccer. Yep. Um, Center and right mid. But. He, he, could, he could play the five. He could play the eight. It didn't matter to him. He was going to play somewhere. It was good. Um, well, so what, what did you see on that, on, on that entire sequence? So, and that was the power play goal, correct? The very first one? Yes. Okay. So you have that going for you, which was great to see just right off the bat, just getting a power play goal. But that's besides the point. Um, Analytically, he was in his spot, man. Like, I've, I've seen Kale rip goals from that exact same spot, power play or not. And... It's almost like Smith didn't see it until it was too late. Um, whoever was in front of him, and I'll have to go back to look. I don't have the footage like right up here with me, but someone, in my opinion, set a pretty good screen as well on that play. And Jared is smirking. Um, and like, it's just you know, it's 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 pot meat kettle, steam meat. I don't know, you know it. It was just everything was working on that play. Um, you had the right the right movements at the right time in front of Smith to get him a little bit off his keter. And Kale just does what he does best. Tucks it low. Avoids, you know, like it was just it was a great goal in my opinion. But So he did go high glove on Smith. That's the only only thing. Oh. He, okay. he did. He did go corner on him. Yeah, and I did not have that in front of me. So. The the reason why I smirked was because when you brought it up, the the way it's taught, it's called it. At least the way it was taught back when I was still playing competitively, it was called a two layer screen. You have a you have a mid screen and you have and you have a net front screen. Lucky is the mid is the mid screen. Landis Cog, the big fucking beautiful Swede that he is, is the uh is the net front. And that's been his spot for what two years, three years now at this point. Um, but between him and at the time it was Jonas Donskoy who would cut in front and take the eyes away from the goaltender. Um, it's just been really, really been just an absolute masterclass of how to effectively take away the eyes of the goaltender. And when 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 Lekkinen is there too, as we saw with the game winner, Lekkinen has the ability. It has some some phenomenal hand-eye coordination to where he can make that deflection and put it on goal and let Landis Cog battle and beat the shit out of Darnell Nurse if he wants to. And and I was looking at his last deflection goal from the last game, Jared. And so the way he does this, and it's insane to watch it in, in like the super slow motion because you get to see all the little feints and stuff that he does. He hides that puck from Smith's perspective as it's coming towards you. Well, and what and he then does though, at, the, what, what, at the last second he flips. Like he flips the tip and then immediately it just 
And that was a tip from what? A good, a good, good bit out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as, far it's, as tips go, is, I think it was ten feet from the top of the crease, so probably thirteen, fourteen feet from the goal line itself, which is where it gets measured from. And 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 just to get it down and to get. Excuse me. Here, let's look at it this way. He doesn't. He doesn't get that deflection, right? It's in Smith's catching glove. We have another face-off. We're mm-hmm. we're not sitting here talking about this right now. Yeah. Um. The the other piece too on on the first on the first tally, the the way McCarr changes the angle of the shot is just phenomenal. the The way he drags the puck in and changes the angle of how he's going to shoot it and where he's going to shoot it, and this was a a big big thing in the early 2010s. Stick stick manufacturers were talking about oh we if guys who want to push down on the toe it's going to give you more power. Um, Easton had a huge marketing push about that um, with their stealth with their stealth and Mako lines. Uh, if, if you push down on the toe, it's going to really generate a shitload more power. Um, regardless of the kick point, it's going to be great. Da, 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 da. None of that shit matters. It's it's when you change the angle. The guy who's really good at that is Austin Matthews. When he drags the puck in. He's effectively changing where that puck is going to have the eyes. It's either going, it's it's either going to come in and to the left or into the right. But no matter what, he's getting more power because it's he's keeping it closer to his body, and he's able to get his hands out in front a lot quicker, which which creates that that snap and that power. Yeah, and and let me just say, man, Kale McCarr threw forty career playoff games, forty one points. And get this too. This is even crazier, Jared. From Dmitry Filip- Filipov- Filipovich. Oh, good luck. Dude. Oh, my good goodness. Good luck. <clears throat> Kale McCarr and Devon Taves have both been in the lineup 78 times so far this season. The Avalanche are 63, 9, and 6. And have outscored opponents by 121 goals in those games played. Playoffs and not playoffs. That's insane. And to do that, and to keep that sort of pace, and, and you know, for Kale's sake, defending the best guy in hockey. Like, that's not a joke. McDavid is, you know, there's a reason why people call him the best player in the world. To see Kale do that at his age is insane to me. And, yeah, I I don't even, yeah, like, (laughs) I think it surprised McDavid, too, a little bit, to be honest. Oh, 100%. Um, And let's really quick before we get into the other... The other five goals. Can you believe we're saying five goals again? The other yes. five goals in this game for Colorado. Joe Sackick's trade that this is from Peter Bob, by the way, on from the Athletic. Joe Sackick's trade line acquisitions. Arturi Lekkinen scores an overtime winner. Josh Manson, overtime winner. Nico Sturm assisted Kale McCarr with the overtime winner in the first round. Andrew Cogliano has two game winning goals. Bro, you hang up the fucking phone. I, I was listening to that old podcast of ours when we talked about Devon Taves. You hang up the phone when Joe Sackett calls you. You don't even answer. You send that shit to voicemail. Hang it up. <laughs> don't do it. 
Um, I, I don't really want to touch on Devon Taves' goal. I, I mean, it's it's a good goal and all. It, it goes off Cody CC, kind of a fortunate bounce. Um, Smith, in all reality, probably should have that, but I get it. It's off of CC. It's in the back of the net. Whatever this, that, the other thing. Now, here is the one that got a lot of people pissed off: the Gabriel Landeskog goal. Mm. And and I can understand the frustration from Oilers fans, a hundred percent. I get it. And here's here's what I see, right? And I haven't looked at the replay enough. And I said that on Twitter. I, I haven't looked at the replay enough. When I looked at it at first glance, it looks like CC almost pushes Mike Smith a little bit into the cage, which at that point, um, Landis Cog has already elevated the puck up and over. It, it's kind of just a matter of time before that puck ends up going in, in my opinion. Smith, Smith looks like a fucking fish on his back, blah, 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 blah. And it just... And I don't see any reason for him to really, that he's really a part of that play at that point. But I mean, I, I, if it was the roles reversed, I'd be screaming goalie interference every day of the week. But again, if that's Josh Manson backing into Pavel Francois, you know, maybe we're not complaining. And I mean, I personally, I thought we were very fair almost all night on these, on, 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 uh, on a lot of the calls, did we think some of them were soft? Of course, we're, we're always going to think something's a little bit soft. But I mean, we didn't bitch and moan about the officiating night. I actually thought it was a half decent, half decently officiated game. Yeah, this was a game that, like, to me, you got back to to hockey, in my opinion. Um, I mean, it's five like, two Edmonton on power plays, and we, and we didn't bitch. Yeah. No, we we killed off those. Uh, power plays most of them but um yeah i just man talk about just all time i'm still jazzed like i'm still struggling to come up with like just wow um well, I mean, if you want to talk about just wow and being a lot of loss for words, let's talk about Nathan McKinnon again. The I, way... Okay. Uh, dude. That third... Like, that, that, that goal, man. Like, I logged on to our Twitter to put it out. Mike Smith has a family, dude. Like, you gotta... Oh to see him just put that past him and Smith not know like which way was up in the classic McKinnon fashion just a work of art like absolute work of art big time performers show up in big time games and McKinnon and and McDavid went fucking head to head again and yeah. I, the, the way he was able to corral that puck off of his left foot and to uh, essentially take two strides and be blowing past, I don't even remember who the defenseman was. He was caught in a blur so quickly. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the way he picks that puck up, and I mean, I put it out too because I think we were both kind of, we were both using it at the same time because I, I don't think you realized I was off the ice yet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I, I mean, it's it's exactly what it is. It's the do double G man. I this yep. and and 
we, we always talk about McKinnon celebrations, right? Early on in his career, he's shown a ton of emotion. Now, dude, fucking stone face, locked in, just I mean, I mean, his hat trick goal, yeah, he he went up, he went at it a little bit because you have to. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, like, you don't ever you do you understand how hard it is to score a hat trick in the National Hockey League? You and I will never know. I wish we could, but we will never know. And it's it's one of those where it's like it's not going to happen very often. I think he's got three career hat tricks. Uh, two of which I believe are in the playoffs, believe it or not. And that one couldn't come in a bigger game, honestly. And it's just, it's one of those where you, you expect your big time performers to show up. And I, 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 I fucking said it after Miko scored the three headed monster had three goals in the third period. You want to talk about your fucking big gun showing up? Miko's goal, Mike Smith, a thousand percent needs to have. That is not a goal you yeah. give up if you're Mike Smith. That, that, that is one that they look at in contract negotiation and go, why the fuck are we paying you $6 million? Are you shitting me right now? Pavel Francois outdueled you for two and a half games. I don't, don't tell me that, you know, uh, was it, it might have been three games. Three and a half games. Pavel Francois outdueled him for three and a half games. I'm pretty sure Kemper came out in game one. Yeah. And that was it. He, he outdueled him for three and a half games. Pavel throws a shutout in Denver. Fucking awesome. Burgers. That, that, that's what we needed to see. That was, that, was, that was awesome. Great. We love it. He stands on his head two nights ago. Really stands on his head. And then tonight, he wasn't great. He, he was not. You will not catch us defending him tonight. Mm-mm. He, he had a lot of very makeable saves. And just like the goal that... Uh, that that tied the game in game three. That's a save he's got to have. Is can you attribute that to to Rust? Absolutely. Do you go back to him in the Stanley Cup final if Kemper's healthy? I don't think so. I I I don't think so. There's still not a goalie dilemma to me. But what you have is you have that confidence in that other guy who's going to be able to step in and steal you one, two, three fucking games. Yes. And I just gotta say, man, I'm so thankful for him right now. Um, Avs fans everywhere can appreciate what a healthy Francois does for this team. You know how dicey things can get if, like, things were to go a different way. So it's, man, like, to see him finally have that little mini run and prove to everyone that he can, that he can do that, man, it's just, it's amazing to see. Um... For the whole series, like, just, he, he played, he played in over his head. Um, you knew what the Oilers were going to give you tonight. I honestly expected him to give up four-ish. Um, but I was like, we need to have goal support tonight. This, that's what tonight's going to be about, is... Um, you know, it's not going to be one of those take the under games. Because you had two teams going full speed ahead it. You know, Avs trying to go to the Stanley Cup. Oilers trying to just keep breathing. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had some rough ones, you know. Uh, the one that you were alluding to, <clears throat> I believe it was uh, Hyman's second. Um, to 
where it just went like clean over his face mask essentially like that's one that you have to have and by the way we're basically the pavel Francois fucking fan club over here yes two thousand percent that's not like yeah like like, like you want to talk about two people who are stupid critical right now of this guy you and who saw him develop in the system for two fucking years how you doing what's up yeah Like, ECHO to AHL to now, bro. Like. The fucking Czech League. He was great in the Czech League. And then comes to the yeah. American League. And he started off slow. Don't get me wrong. He started off fucking slow. And then he turns it on. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just a couple of those things where you look at it and go, he really should have had that. I mean, I mean, out of 10 high danger chances, he gives up three. He gives up a low danger chance, which is <laughs> par for the course at this point, unfortunately. Um, happens with him. Medium danger, he's, he gives up one as well. I mean, he was kind of all over the place with a 857 save percentage and a 492 goals against. The only reason it's not five is because we went to fucking overtime. Yeah. But, he, but here's the thing. He did just enough, and they only had one rush shot against That's That was the key to this. In 60 minutes and what is it, 55 seconds essentially? Is that what about what it was? No, 61, mm. 61 minutes, 19 seconds. They had one rush chance. That's just a testament to the Avs really buying into that system. Um, Mike Smith only saw two. You, you could tell tonight was a much more defensively strong game from both sides. The scoreline doesn't say that. No. But the eye test tells you otherwise. Yeah. And not to mention, man, the amount of posts for both goalies this game, unreal. Unreal. Um, like, I must have counted at least three dings each on, on both sides. So, um, but yeah, going back to it, I mean, if, if Kemper comes up to you and says, hey, I am good to go. That's your starter. You trust him? 100%. Until, you know. But the, the good news is, it, like you were saying, with Francois now, you know you have that guy behind Darcy. Um, if the Rangers were watching this series, or the Lightning, whoever, like whoever they, they get to face. And you don't know what tender's coming at you every night. That could be an advantage us. Just to mix it up, just to get into their heads. Who are you getting? Because they play two very different styles. It's two very different tapes on Kemper and Francois. Complete opposite, actually. Francois is like a little grasshopper. And, you know, you got Kemp's is just the big wall. So, yeah. You know, here's the other crazy part before we wrap this shit up. There is, I I I keep looking. I'm I'm looking at money puck and I'm looking at natural stat trick. Everything I'm looking at is screaming. Colorado does not win this game. No, no chance. Colorado wins this game. 
Expected goals for for Edmonton, 3.44. Colorado is 3.43. Basically one-to-one. Explains why this game went to overtime. OT. (laughs) High danger, 13-13. Okay, perfect. Tied up, yeah. Scoring chances, Edmonton 35, Colorado 29. Um... Colorado put 41 shots on, but that's their MO. Like, like we've talked about, that's their MO. 12 to 15 a period, anything over 40, they're winning the game. We, we talked yep. about this after game two. Um, the, the big one for me is Corsi. Like always, it's Corsi. And Edmonton had a, basically a 54% Corsi. They out-Corsied Colorado. That tells me they should have won this game, 100%. Yeah, um, yeah 100%. But and 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 their Jesus Christ, dude! Their heat map too. Oh my God! Yeah, just I was I was looking slot, at that after slot, the third. Slot. I was looking at that after the third when I was uh, firing off the high dangers for uh, the Av space man, and that heat map terrified me. Concentrated dark red, right where you do not want it for Frankie, especially. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, but just the brilliance, man. There's, I don't know. To me, there may be like certain times, like a period of three to four years, where there's a there's a dude who just gets it in hockey. I feel like you know, like no matter where he goes, he's going for a cup. Right now, that guy's lacking him. Did it for Montreal. Now he's doing it for us. <clears throat> Some crucial goals and just high leverage moments that you saw this team previous years, they were unable to take advantage of it. Game seven against Dallas, game seven against San Jose, getting out, getting just outplayed in the Vegas series, man. Like, hallelujah, holy shit, exercise the demons. We're going to the Stanley Cup finals, brother. Um, it's just really good to see that the, this team get over that hump, in my opinion. Lekkonen, Manson, Cogs, that whole group, man. That fourth line was absolutely grinding this entire series. If you could give a star to a line, they'd get first star, in my opinion. Well, maybe not first, but second. I'd give them second star as a line. As a fourth line, I would give them, like... Just the way they outworked them time and time again. Well, I think that perfectly leads into our closing segment. Your three yes. stars of the series. Jared, start it off, man. Um, third star is going to be Connor McDavid. Um, the, the impact he has on every single game is unmatched. Uh, there's just... You, you can't... It, it's hard to contain him, man. I mean, it really is. And he, he may not have really shown up on the stat sheet, but what he did was he pulled attention away from Zach Hyman, away from Leon Dreisaitl, away from Evander Kane, um, and which which is what your star players are going to do. Nathan McKinnon does that really well as well. Um, 
I, I mean, that that goal he had tonight was an absolutely beautiful, perfect shot uh, over his glove, over uh, Francois's glove. So, um, for me, third star is Connor McDavid. Yeah, and I mean that's something I'd have to agree with. Also, he was their their engine. Um, for me, it's like when when they came home. You saw an elevated Oilers team. You saw McDavid scoring in the first, you know, few seconds of the of that first uh, first game three uh, when they were back in in Rogers' place, and just with with how he is able to. Just impact the game in such a way to where you it's like you were saying, you're right. He he takes that pressure off of guys like Hyman, guys like Cassian, um especially even his own guy, Drysidle. Uh Drysidle was banged up this series, man. He was hobbled, he was hurting tonight, you could tell. It wasn't even like a close to to twenty five percent dry sidle tonight, and McDavid was carrying them. So, give that third start of that man; he deserves it. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. It's it's hard to argue with one of the best players in the world being a third star. It it, it really is. Um, yeah. And and you put it perfectly. There's no way dry sidle is anywhere near anything. I, I think anything above probably 70%. I, I mean, he, he took, uh, he took that hit from Manson. He took the hit from, I, I think it was Rance last game. And he just, he, he, and then he took the one from, uh, McKinnon that everyone was saying was a slew foot. That one, the night was a little bit closer to a slew foot. The one where I even thought Rantanen could have gotten called for holding him. Um, yeah, that was probably closer to yeah. a slew foot than anything. Um, but I mean, best player, one of the best players in the world, if not the best, I mean the the way he he draws attention away from other people and they can let and let them shine. The hell, man, you, you're doing something right when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, second star. Oh man, this is a tough one. I, I, I so much of me wants to wants to go to. A, a a Nathan McKinnon, a Kale McCarr. Um, for me, the second star of the series is JT Comfer. Um, the uh, take away the the four goals in his last five games, well, four goals in his last six now after tonight. Strip strip all that away. What the work he does in the circle, um, especially in game three at the end, to. To win that faceoff against McDavid and win one against Drysidle in back-to-back situation, uh, back-to-back faceoffs after icing the puck, that that was just phenomenal. I, his work on the penalty kill has been exceptional. His his commitment to being a, a tough forechecker and a tough some bitch to play against in the offensive zone is just it, it's truly truly phenomenal. And and that's the kind of guy that you need to make a run this deep. He's taking on that Matt Calvert role, but putting it on the third line with some more skill and some more speed. Um, obviously, his his goal two nights ago to for the game winning goal was um, a little bit of luck, 
but I mean, shit, you make your own luck in this league. You, you do. And I, as a hardworking play, he beats Bouchard to the puck. He rubs him off on the wall and then just takes a half slap shot that, that somehow dummies Mike Smith. That comfort goal, just saying from experience, Jared, you or I would be upset if, like, we were watching Frankie in his ECHL days and that went in. That would be a disappointing goal for Frankie in his ECHL days. Well, when Pete Blackburn of fucking of ESPN.com goes, there's the typical Mike Smith goal. It's his yeah. fucking MO at this point, man. It really is. And, and that's, a, that's a shame for a guy that caliber. It really is. But, I mean, <clears throat> for... At a, at a certain point, it was Mike Smith keeps us in it until it doesn't for Edmondson. <clears throat> You're exactly right. In my opinion. Like, exactly. Um... But yeah, I mean that's a that's a great second star though. Like between like the, all that and his shot blocking too, I, I, dude. I fuck you can throw Miko's in in the third period of game three. He blocks he blocks it, loses stick, and then sells the fuck out to get that puck out. That's just that's amazing. Yeah. Um. And Jesse's brother, like, just just interesting little tidbit for you. He has 78 career playoff goals and 78 career playoff assists. Just kind of one of those, uh, you know, interesting little points. But he shows out in the playoffs, man. I got to give it to him. He, like, that, that bottom six, dude, that was the thing that I was worried about is I hope Miko gets get slotted into center because you do not break up that bottom six right now. Don't you dare. Like, do... Mm-mm. But, um, for my second star, uh, I know we said we weren't going to get him a lot of love tonight, but I'm going to go with the guy who I just referenced, Francois. Just based off the storyline alone, you swept the Edmonton Oilers in the Western Conference Finals, and you basically played three games. One of those being a shutout. Two of those picking up wins in hostile territory. If it was Darcy, he would probably have a star two, man. Especially against McDavid. All that other, you know, good talent over there. You knew it was going to be ratcheted up from a series like the Blues, the series like the Preds. The way he was able to elevate his game and make important stops when it mattered. Key. Crucial. You do not get out of that place with a Eustace Ananen. You do not get out of that place with <clears throat> anyone else. I mean, really, you don't get out of that place with, with Darcy Kemper tonight. So, hats off to Frank. It's been a long time coming. Also want to say he had a great Olympic run that isn't really talked about in Av circles as much, but the dude showed out for the Czech Republic uh, recently in the Olympics. So... I'm just happy for him, and I, I do truly think throughout the series, maybe not for this game, but throughout the series, he gets star number two for me. So, when I first hear, heard you say Pavel Francouz, I went, what? I'm, I'm trying to think, like, he gave up five here, gave up nothing, or he gave up like four, he gave up like three, three, four here, gave up nothing, gave up five tonight. Give a few more here. What 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 the fuck are you talking about? 
And then I go and look at it. Pablo Francois played 213 minutes and 18 seconds. He faced 109 shots, made 99 saves for 10 goals against. He was expected to let in 9.93. Okay. Pretty, pretty fucking dead on. I'll give you that. His goals against average for the series, 2.81. I saw that and said, that's a fucking hell of a second star. It, it really is. Um, just, just to put it in comparison, Mike Smith had a 5.53. Want to talk about who won the goalie duel? There you go. I mean, a 908 save is not great, but it's a hell of a lot better than the 872 Mike Smith put up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's it's just one of those where you're just like, man, it, it it's it, it's tough to it, it's tough to compete with that. It's yeah, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a second star. I guess we should get into the number one star, huh? I guess so. This is going to be a fucking cop out. I'm telling you now. Um, you want me to go first? Should, should no, you go first? Should I go no, first? Should we say it I, together? I got it. <laughs> this guy, through four games, played 112 minutes through four games, drew three penalties, only had five giveaways. Through two hits, but took 13 of them. He created six scoring chances for himself. He was positive Corsi in almost every game. With a 16-6-7 shooting percentage and nine points. Kale McCarr. This wasn't about McDavid and McKinnon. This was McDavid versus McCarr. And McCarr won. He, yeah, he he just he out fucking played him. I and let's put this in perspective. Nathan McKinnon had five points mm-hmm. in four. That's it, five. Connor McDavid had still seven. over a point per game. Oh, 100 percent. But Connor McDavid had seven. Kale McCarr had nine. You want to talk nine. about a guy who was driving this fucking team? Yeah, I mean he had what three, three, three points game one. He had five, five? tonight. He had five tonight. Jeez, he had five points tonight. Kale McCarr is fucking ungodly. At least I think it's five points. I'm not entirely sure. Hold on, let me go back and look. Um, Like, and doing that while defending our third star. Five points. Primary on, he had the first goal and had the primary on the OT winner. He had the primary on Miko's goal, had the secondary on McKinnon's, and had the secondary on Devontae's. He had the three-point night also. Um, in game one, earlier I think. in the series, game one. Sounds right. I, I mean, <sighs> it's, yeah. that's just a guy who can take over a series like that. I mean, keep in mind, he put up five of his nine points in, in tonight's game in probably one of the biggest games of his career outside of maybe the national championship game that was played in Boston. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And he had he had the three he had the three points in game one as well, and then he was held off the score sheet for the other two, I, or, or, except for one point. I don't know which game that was, but 
this, like I said, this was no longer McKinnon versus <clears throat> versus McDavid. This was McKinnon versus Mc, or this was McDavid versus McCarr. And you saw them. T- you saw those two go head to head on zone entries. You saw them go to go head to head. Um, when 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 Kale's carrying the puck in the zone. I, I mean, there was one where he carried the puck up the right side and threw the brakes on McDavid. Damn near went to the corner. Yeah. I I mean the Just, the the value of having a cornerstone two way defenseman is is <clears throat> is, is something that. You're going to see a lot of clubs try to go after now at this point. They're seeing what McCarr's doing. They're seeing what fucking Bowen Byram is doing now that he's healthy. Uh, I, and don't get me wrong. I, I do think that, oh, Christ, what was his name that we sent to Montreal? Um, for, yes, Justin Barron. Thank you. Um, yeah. He's, he's going to be a great player over there for them, too. He's not going to, he's going to be allowed to play, which is the key. And, I, and same with Drew Hellison. Those guys just didn't have a spot on this team anymore. They, they, they didn't. And Sackick saw the value and said, let me get him out while I can and brought in the right, the right pieces for that. Yes. Um, but like I said, man, you, you can only talk. You, there's, there's only so many um, <clears throat> superfluous adjectives that you can go on and on about Kale McCarr about before it just becomes repetitive. Amazing, outstanding, wizard, magician, mage, dark entity the vortex yeah you, I literally there's, a, there's only so many demigod like you fucking name it that's you you'll run out of things pretty quickly because it all means the same thing he's an elite defenseman um if he continues on this trajectory we'll see him in the hockey hall of fame one day and he absolutely if if colorado doesn't have kill mccarr the series goes seven and edmonton probably wins yeah. Plain and simple. The way he took it, him and Taves were just like, okay, you're going to throw McDavid at us? Cool. I don't know. It, the play that still gets me to this very moment still is the play we talked about on our last podcast. When you knew you were going to get a good effort from them, at least early on, game two, McDavid does McDavid things. He looks up and McCarr's pacing him backwards, skating backwards. Makes it look so effortless with the skate work that you were talking about. Quick little poke check. And uh, yeah, that's that. Like, there goes your chance, bud. Like, he did that time and time again. Hostile and non-hostile environments while producing big offensively. And there's just, there's no, there, there's no way, like, there, that you can't, you can't outproduce that, dude. Like, when we played soccer, we would have defensemen who could score. And when teams figured that out, oh shit. Oh shit the same thing except it's hockey instead of soccer but like you know it overwhelms a team no matter what level you play when you bring someone into the game like that who 
just makes the right play, is sound developmentally, is big enough to lay the body as a defenseman, you know, and still has the speed, the awareness, the IQ, the stick handling, the shot, all that shit, like, and the cold-bloodedness to go with. And he is so young. Seeing his name up with Av's greats, playoff greats at this point for defensemen and lists at his age. It's crazy to me, dude. I can't... Who, who, who took two players ahead of Kale McCarr that draft? Three. Who? Name them off. I know one was the Chicago Blackhawks. Sorry, Beth, in advance. But I think anyways. I'm pulling it up right now. Give me two seconds. Okay. It was New Jersey, Philly, and Dallas. Okay. No Chicago. I thought it was Chicago for some reason. Beth, never mind. But Dallas... Who were those players, if you don't mind me asking? New Jersey took Nico Hiche. Okay. From the Halifax Mooseheads in the QMJHL. Philadelphia took Nolan Patrick from the Brandon Wheat Kings of the WHL. Dallas took Miro Haskinen from Liga in Finland. Mistake. And then obviously the Avalanche took Kale McCarr. Yeah. From the Brooks Bandits of the Alberta Junior. Which. Yeah, he's got a little brother. The, the Alberta League is getting so much more attention now. By just, just by seeing this. Like this is absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, the Brooks Bandits who uh, Kale played for just won their. The. Eh, it's basically like the Canadian Cup for all the Junior A teams. Um, I, don't, I don't remember who they played, but they won like 5-2 or something. Um, Taylor McCarr's finishing up, I think his first or second year with UMass, uh, who's an Avs prospect, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, you had three teams pass on Kale McCarr, and that's probably forever going to be known as the McCarr 3. Um. Kale McCarr was not one of the top 10, or he was, he was ninth um, on the North American skater list. Um, I think he was, uh, and yeah, I'm just, yeah. I mean, Jake Ottinger for Dallas was taken 26th overall, just to give you an idea of how deep this draft kind of was. And and just like the names you're starting to notice over and over and over again. Otter had himself in playoffs. Yes, he did. But man, when, just going back to like, I don't want to make this like a love song about Makar now, but not too late. Just the the moment when he first came up, came to this club, coming off that that UMass run, playing for us in the playoffs as a dude who, like, alarm bells should have been going off everywhere, in my opinion. Because 
time and time again, you and I have both seen it in the the little leagues, you know, the AHL club. There's good players down there. Like, you have to be top-notch to get drafted right out of, of college, essentially, and go up to the big boy club to start in a playoff game, in a heavily weighted playoff game, no less. Um, I mean, one, Byron one, one back ready. to Denver. Yeah, yeah. Byram wasn't ready for that when he first came on board. Um, no, you, you know, there, there's not a lot of people that, like, I just feel like we just got, we got ourselves a gamer in it, man. Um, finally starting to grow a little bit of facial hair, too. Just a, just a touch. Who is your number one star? I don't think we've touched on it yet. That's uh, Kale. Yeah. I'm with it's you. Hard, it's I, hard not to. Yeah, just the way the way he defended our cumulative third star that would have been a first star in any other series if he hadn't played this squad, that alone, plus the chops of the nine points, dude, 100%, give it to him. Opportunistic. He realized, you know, Kadri's out on the power plates tonight. We're not going to be as effective. Let me net one quick. Like, just the IQ, everything about him. Star number one through and through for me. Poise. Poise. I feel like I'm Dennis Reynolds, just like, poise! Like, I don't know, man. I'm still jazzed. Still I, jazzed about this, dude. I think Ugh. the... I, I think the the, the next topic we'll touch on probably later on in the week or possibly even in the next week um, is who would we like to see Colorado play? Honestly, right now, I don't care. I, I, I want to enjoy this. I, this yeah. is something we haven't gotten to enjoy in 21 years. Um, this, this streak was long, is old enough to legally drink in a bar. Uh, this is, it's, it's over, it's done, and it's, it, it just, it's time to just relax and just celebrate and be happy. Yep. Take a mental health day. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not going to be sleeping much tonight. Um, but yeah, we're wrapping this up. Uh, it's kind of just an emergency pod, really. Um, I was stewing over. I was like, Jared, like, bro, like, bro, 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 bro like, pod, 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 like, um. Yeah, I don't know. Emergency pod. We are deviating from our regularly scheduled program now. Um, and yeah, just, you know, super, super, I don't know how to feel still. Check back with me in a week. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Jared, if you have any last words. Be, keep an eye on the Twitter. On Thursday, we have a major announcement coming up. Probably about high noon Denver time. So just keep an eye on Twitter. And eyes to the seas. Once again, thank you guys for listening in. Um, we do appreciate it. It's been kind of up and down last kind of year with this podcast, uh, with not getting podcasts out regularly and everything else. We're actually getting on a little bit better of a schedule now. It's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I, we, we do appreciate it. If you haven't followed uh, the new Instagram, it's at Mile High Pundit Podcast on Instagram, obviously on Twitter at Mile High Pundit, uh, as it says in the open. But enjoy this this is this is something that hasn't uh hasn't been around in a long time um if you're gonna be in denver in about a week and a half 
let me know. I will see you guys there. I'm working on flights right now to get out to game one or game two. Um, so I will be live. And I don't know if I'd say alive, but I will be there in Denver for a couple of those, uh, or at least one of them. Uh, if I get so lucky to get to two, I'd be very ecstatic, but you know how that goes. Um, so if you're in the area, we'll say hi. Uh, otherwise, if you're in Colorado Springs, Joel and I will be down there 24th and 25th of June. Uh, we'll see if we can meet up with some people. I know Bailey wants to meet up, so um, we'll try and get a little meetup going, maybe at, like old Chicago's or something. Um, so yeah. like I said, guys, appreciate you guys listening. I know it's kind of a longer, a longer episode, but the Avs are the Western Conference champions. Western Conference champions. They come back to Denver champions. That's a reason to celebrate. And uh, yeah, reiterating what Jared said to all of our new friends, especially over the past uh, couple weeks to month even, I, all the guys over at Locked On Avs, uh, you know, Kyle, Beth, Zach, Bailey, uh, whole gang really, um, Chris too, all thrown in there. He's, he's super fun with games and um, super great community, a lot of love for y'all, and uh, yeah, some big things coming, so we're super excited. Uh, take this in, and uh, we'll see y'all next cast. Go Abs. Life is amazing, I love it. Everyone know that I run it. Yeah, my family home for the holidays. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I gotta make. Made it here, I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. This is life I chose. Seen the highs and lows. I've been getting what I want now. Middle finger to the middle man. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.